Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Donna. Hi. <laughs> my name's Nathan. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze with Nathan Lacey Steele. I am a bit flustered because we have had nothing but technical difficulties for the last half hour. We were, spo- we were supposed to start recording a half hour ago. It's okay. Um, Donna, hi, welcome. Hi. I'm sitting with my friend Donna. She's <laughs> filling in for Lacey. Actually, no, we Lacey and I were going to do one with us yesterday, uh, and we'd already had this one scheduled mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. Um, Donna is uh, one of the minister- ministers here in our local community. She runs a ministry called Weekday Ministries. And Donna, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into some of that stuff. But uh, I was looking at your website a couple days ago, and it made me... Uh, you are involved in so many things. Like, you, are in, you, you have so many items on your website that... This is not a dig on you, okay? Mm-hmm. So let me say what I'm going to say before you get offended. <laughs> um, you, You're all over the place, so... Yeah, it, yeah, kind yeah. of. No, okay, so... But also, we were talking earlier how you have the ability to manage multiple things. Like, that's a gift. And when I... So when I look at your website, there's two things. Number one, I'm like, wow, there's a lot. I feel overwhelmed. And also... How do you do all of that? Well, so I'm going to address first, like, the is it a lotness. That's not even a word. The a lot that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've worked with so many ministry coaches. I'm working with, you know, people right now. And when I first started weekday ministries, a lot of people, it took a while to get it. And, and... It was very, you know, because it's not just one thing. Like, here's our focus, and that's all it is. And we do have a focus, but that focus just multitude. I mean, there's just a multitude of things. So one of our main focuses is to help fill the gaps in the community. Well, I realize that we probably can't achieve all of that Mm because there's always gaps here and there and needs. But we have a broad spectrum of what we do and working with um, local pastors and organizations and businesses, but it's really just to bring Christ to people where they are. And so they're at, where are people? We can't just pinpoint. So we have narrowed the focus to four different places, Okay, but it's like the workplace, the schools, the home and coffee shops. So that kind of ties into what we do as far as like our focus. But yes, there's so many avenues to which yeah Yeah. there's a lot and um managing all of that can be um it can be tricky well i was gonna say you have a ton of at least from what i see like a ton of volunteers it was like the other day you were doing backpacks for students (laughs) right that and so that's actually separate that's from Hill Country Fellowship does Backpack for Buddies, or is mm. that what it's called, Backpack Buddies? Okay, so that wasn't wi- under weekday ministry. Right. Okay. But you also do, uh, like, you. the one I'm thinking of is you do the... The clothing ministry. Clothing ministry. You do the, within the workplace, where you go and bring lunch to businesses. Is right. that right? Yes. 
Um, and all of that stuff takes volunteers. <laughs> so how do you how do you manage um, all of those volunteers? Yeah, so we're in we're at the place right now. We're constantly. So here's kind of how we set up the ministry. It's run like if you were. We try to mimic a school teacher schedule. Mm-hmm. So our volunteers. I mean, we work in different areas. I mean, if you're called to serve in a certain area, um, we take a month off in July, like okay. every year. So okay. for the last five years and part of doing that. So really our year starts over. So we're about to come to a close the end of May. Okay. And then we take what we've learned, what we need to change, whatever, you know, did work, didn't work. And we pray about it. And we really like focus in June on what it looks like for the fall. Okay. And and it's not that we change our programs, but it's more that is that normal that that went. Yeah. Okay. It's a okay. That's fine. I'm like now I'm starting to be paranoid. <laughs> I know, the right? Podcast know. is gonna be like oh. Listen, for those of you listening, we've had it. It's been like I'm I'm already sweaty. Like I'm just like nervous, sweaty. <laughs> just yeah. Hoping, praying that that my equipment is functioning. Well, and for me, I feel bad because I've been like sitting here relaxed and just watching. <laughs> Watching well, you panic. I'm like, well, you did. You did radio. You've yeah. done radio, and so you're telling me how <laughs> there would be times where the the producer of the radio station was like, "Hey, I can't hear you on." on yeah. the radio. So it's like you kind of identify. So thank you. I know. I'm just like, oh, I'm not in that position. This is just wonderful. I'm just sipping my coffee. Exactly. I'm just, just watching. Chilling. Just relaxing. Um, uh, yeah. So how, so you take June to. Uh, to re kind of regroup what worked, what didn't work, and then you take July completely off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We do. And at first, the first two years, I was terrified. I was like, I'm not going to have a ministry to come back to, <laughs> you know. And you what know, made you decide to do July off? Well, um, so before I started weekday ministries, I used to serve in the local church okay. as a pastor. Okay. And you know, I started just. I'm really passionate about church growth okay. and, and we still do. We try and plug people back in the local churches. Yeah. And, um, but one of the things that I realized as to why some, you know, some people weren't attending churches, you know, kids sporting events and just, you know, life of being with, you know, right. young children and just the busyness of life and things like that. And so I wanted to create, and I felt their pain. I mm-hmm. mean, I would miss on Sunday, a lot of sporting events would happen. And so I started, you know, taking all that into consideration. And I guess for me, it's like, I always have this, this is like not scriptural. Well, it could be, I guess, but this is just my own thoughts. I always think to myself, I can have it all with God. Right. I don't know. I always tell myself that because, you know, I'm, I'm a mother, I'm a wife and, and, and I don't believe that God wants us to just put that to the side for what he calls us to do. So for me, it's you know, we're off when the kids are off and we work. I mean, we, you see, we have a lot going on, but it works. So that July time, I don't know. It's just a time to like be able to say I can be with my kids during the summer and we really take vacations and just, and we have lighter duty in June, but yeah. So it's more for like family, for people that want to volunteer with us, you know, most likely they're not, if they have small children, they're not going to just work all summer. They're going to want right. to be home with their kids. So you, and even your work day then is scheduled around the the school, um, school time? Yes. And okay. believe it or not, so my kids go to a school that's 
right now that's half homeschool okay. and school. So that's even been more like how do you fit everything that we've been building yeah. into those and I still oversee their homeschool days, which are oh, two wow. days a week. Okay. So they're so they're home for two days a week. Mm-hmm. Are they back to back days or like no Wednesday, Thursday? Like it's or? Monday and Thursday. Monday, Thursday, okay. Um, so with with you have the ministry, you, like you said, you're a wife, you're a mom. What what have you found or what have you, uh, you know, you said with, with God, you you can have all things? I think what I'm thinking of when yeah. I say that to myself and putting it in my own words, it's like, you know, that he'll give us the desires of our heart. You know, we yeah. seek him and yeah. what's that scripture verse? I don't have it memorized. <laughs> Do you? Psalms. Here we go. Okay. Psalms. Yeah. And so, no. is it seek first the kingdom of heaven? No. Yeah, and all that. Well, anyway, yeah, somebody's listening and they know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if you if you're listening, you know, good for you. <laughs> um, I haven't mastered <laughs> memorizing all the scripture right. verses yet, but just say like, good good job, Donna. Pester, yeah. Pester Donna. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So we can see where weaknesses are. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna exactly. <laughs> see that in the podcast. It's, you know what? No. What am I? most favorite verses in is in Hebrews chapter two, where the writer of Hebrew go, Hebrews goes somewhere in scripture, it says, and I'm like, oh, well, like, thank yeah, you, you for could that. have like prompted me. So I sounded more intelligent, like saying that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like in Hebrews, he's like, he's like, I don't know where it's at, but somewhere it says, yeah, it's one of the most encouraging verses for me. Cause <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be teaching, I'll be teaching and I'll be like, and the Bible, and there's a verse in a passage that says essentially I'll misquote it. Yeah. I mean, I can't like, yeah. Memorization is not my strong suit, but I can give you the gist of it and then say, this is not verbatim. And then we always have a joke, like um, my office manager and I, and she's like, what scripture is that? I'm like, well, that's not the way I was saying it, but you have to look it up. And then we find it. And I'm like, see, that's the content I was looking for. <laughs> That's the essence of the yeah. verse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so how do you manage, how do you manage like, like that? What have you, what are some like tips and tricks as a mom, wife, uh, wife to a husband who owns his own business? Yeah. Side note. And a ministry leader whose ministry is filling the gaps in your local community. And there's many. Right. Um, cause like I, I imagine just, I'm listening to you and I, I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> I can't imagine like the mom who's, who's like only thing is homeschooling and she feels overwhelmed. She's probably listening going, I'm going to go play with traffic or something. <laughs> like, what do you, like, what are, like, what do you do? How do you, how do you maybe, how do you do that? Um, okay. How do you prioritize? So how, how do you, do you juggle like, yeah, everything and yeah. prioritize? So it takes a lot of. Um, my family still like okay so and I guess we can touch back on like all the volunteers and things like that yeah. and the structure of it it takes a lot of and I don't want to say self-reflection so much as I want to say time with God too Okay. I mean because you have to because it's not that I'm like some expert in this time management because I, I fail a lot but I can pinpoint now the reasons when I do fail. And it's typically because I am not like setting firm boundaries on okay. the focus that God has laid before me. Okay. 
And you know how you get sidetracked? Like it's like you have a you have a vision, you have a path, you know where you're supposed to walk, but all of a sudden you're like squirrel. Yeah. And yeah. like things happen. That's when I know I'm like always that's when it starts to be convoluted. So so for example, um, you know, God called me to this ministry. So there's a lot of avenues that you can, you know, we do a lot. Mm-hmm. But we stay true to the mission and then these programs and the things, the ministries that we offer through this as long as it's staying true to the mission that God's called us to. And a lot of pastors along the way, just giving me advice and things like that. It's, um, it's helped stay true to it. It's like, you don't have to do like all these things, you know, you do what God's called you to. And, and we've built, I mean, we started with one thing. We started with a coffee shop Bible study. So it's, it's grown and we've done a lot of things, you know, over the years that we don't currently do. And, we try not to, but a lot of the things that we do now, we've done now for five years. So they're okay. consistent. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's just a matter of, you know, I love planning, but we all know how that goes. Like our best laid plans. <laughs> yeah, right. Never. <laughs> like this morning or, yeah, you know. We were... Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, like stuff doesn't work out how you think. Someone else is late or you're late or, or whatever it is you have scheduled. There's a there's a multitude of reasons why something doesn't work out um what do you so like how do you um how do you shift it like in that how do you deal with how do you process through maybe it's disappointment maybe it's okay this came in this interruption how do you stay flexible with all of that because i can't imagine with volunteers every volunteer is perfectly on time doing perfectly what you anticipate how do you manage that how do you manage those things where where perceived failure comes in or something I didn't do it well at first and I don't know if I do it well now but I've learned a lot so I didn't incorporate in my schedule early on okay to have those moments of what happens because I I put my trust so much and there's another scripture verse Mm -hmm. like put your trust in you know God not necessarily people you want to trust people to a certain extent but I would do it to where I ran it so thin that like people had to show up because I was taking on other things and that didn't happen one year and I actually became very physically ill because I was running things but then I took on what one of the volunteers did not and it was a huge ministry that we were doing and um I remember that year that was when we were like okay because what happens with us is like I was like I didn't have any paid staff at that time. Okay. And I was like, okay, lesson learned. Like, this is the hard way. We need to hire somebody. Right. And so that's, but now I'm trying to be proactive. And then I also allow time in my schedule because you, you know, I don't want to learn the hard way. Right. But you have to incorporate some freedom to allow for things like that to take place. And then I've kind of built backup systems, you know, like, um, we hired recently, um, a new hire and then the lady that ran the clothing ministry we just did had been out this year for surgery okay and so god knew and when we trusted right. and so pearl um the lady, can i say i don't know i won't say the lady we hired <laughs> but she was kind of thrown into it she did a wonderful job okay and helping okay. run that so you kind of you always got to prepare yeah the best you can but also be prepared you know what so, not to expect you so know, how but. do you how do you view so I, I don't handle 
looking like a failure will. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you handle that? <laughs> I don't either. And that's what I'm struggling with. One of my struggles is I think I have like unrealistic expectations sometimes. Okay. okay. Like it's just not realistic. Like what I think sometimes in my mind of the way things should look like, mm-hmm. yeah, good luck. You know? Well, okay, so the so the two questions with that, then why do you number one, why do you want that why do you why do you think they should look that way? And then number two is where do you think those expectations come from? So like why do you why do you think things should look a certain way? Um I think I think in any situation you have an expectation of I mean you do. You just yeah. like you try not to I mean you just you don't come into something and we're always like even if something's brand new, you're like, Okay, in my mind I thought it was gonna be this way. Right. But it was totally different or Vice versa. And I think those expectations are based, I think they're different for each person with just maybe how we've grown up. I mean, I'm not like a psychiatrist or, or learned or learned expectations or, um, I think my expectations are definitely going to be different than, you know, somebody that had a completely different upbringing. Sure. So I think that's like, I can remember certain times in my childhood and my life with sports and that was my life for a long time yeah Um, weren't you a gymnast yeah is that right yeah yeah Yeah. and so um I know these like bits and pieces of information about you it's like so you're a gymnast cheerleader I was um gymnastics was the big part of my life I mean that's why we're in Texas I trained at Crowley's and did all that so I was very competitive since I was like six years old how was that I trained like before and after school. It was wonderful. Like nobody pushed me. Like I made these decisions like as a little kid, like, yeah. you know, what sport do you want to play and what do you want to do? And um, it taught me a lot of discipline, like a lot, self-discipline. Okay. And and I was able to manage a lot okay. of things there. I think though, however, where I've learned some of my, you know, maybe I don't know if they'd be called false expectations or, you know, I can remember like winning a huge competition And everybody's like, oh, you should be happy. Like, and I remember I wasn't, I mean, I was happy, but I wasn't satisfied. I was like, well, I won, but I could have improved on this and this. And I I think that that happens. Like it doesn't, it it takes me now looking back. I'm like, wow, I did a lot. But at the time I'm like, "Mm, I could have done more. I think people who are either in sports or who are artistic, uh-huh. Uh I think they have this they have this really unhealthy ability to celebrate. Like they like it's yeah. it's like if you're if you're an artist it's like oh that that picture's amazing or or that video was awesome. <laughs> I know I've done stuff where it's like you know, oh this was so good or or even teaching. I love teaching and people will be like, "Man, you did such a great job." And I'll be like, "Yeah, but I said um 13 times. I also paused yeah. for 10 seconds. Usually I pause for like three and I felt like it was way too long. Right? Like we're so self, like self-critical. And, uh, and I, same thing with sports where it's like, oh, you, you won this prize. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> but I miss this. And <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And I can remember before I was like praying and reflecting before we, you know, with the podcast, I don't even know some of the questions you're going to ask me, but I was in my internship at a church and when I came from working in a church in San Antonio, I would put on some events like for children and youth and we'd get like two or 300 people. And yeah. I mean, they were big. And then I remember coming to my first church up here and doing my internship when I was in seminary and 
I put on this event and I mean, I had a pie eating contest. I had all these things for children <laughs> and there wasn't any children at the church. Yeah. The goal was to get them. Yeah. And we did have like a, I don't want to say Cub Scout, it's Boy Scout okay. troop there. So I was like, okay. And I remember expecting like 300 people because that's what I had expected when I, you know, was yeah. in San Antonio. And I think 50 came. And I remember I left in the middle, like I was running it and I had a break and I went to the bathroom mm -hmm. and I was like crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm such a failure. Yeah. This is horrible. And what's interesting is after, and I was even to the point of apologizing, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what I've, I will improve. And they looked and they were like, what are you talking about? This is awesome. And I was like, no. Well, they're probably thinking we have zero. Yeah. 50's fantastic. I know. Yeah. And you know what's funny is people from that church still talk about that event and oh, that wow. was like i don't know eight or so years ago right and i'm thinking are we on the same planet like <laughs> what there but, should be a thousand <laughs> or like i would preach a sermon and i think it was the worst sermon i've ever preached and yeah. they're like oh my gosh that was yeah. so wonderful yeah. and, and so it's you know I, I don't know maybe you can help me um kind of break that down but I, I say, I know when we're talking about time management and this and where God's called us, I always wanted people to tell me like this magic answer. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying like, and I'm going to be critical of myself when, like, when afterwards like, when I listen to this um, podcast. Yeah. Um, um, like, 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 that's so rad. <laughs> but it's one of those things you have to, you have to fit it for yourself Yeah. and be true to who you are. Like yeah. I tried so hard to fit into a mold that it doesn't work because we're we have this unique relationship with God and, and it's right. personal and when we tap into that and really create our lives to fit that like I will never be a morning person I've tried right. Right. Like, yeah I don't start my day right. if I can help it till like 10 30 <laughs> to be somewhere yeah and that's just who I am I wish I could I wish I could start it at 5 30 what a lot of my colleagues do and I'm like yeah. God bless you I just can't but do you stay up late Yes. Yeah. I'm just a night owl. I'll always yeah. be. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. One of the biggest things for... Uh, I, I would say success, but also just simply walking in in the the peace of walking in your identity, like walking in how God created you, mm -hmm. is is not comparing ourselves with other people. I think we can we can look to other people and maybe get like tips and tricks, right? Mm -hmm. Like time management, or hey, they seem like I've been on this probably like two year journey specifically the last year of being more uh, 
intentional in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, especially as I'm teaching. So I've been intentional on looking to and or, or watching people who I know just flow really well with the Holy Spirit. So there's that, right? Like there's the, okay, I want to see what they do and see why they do it well. But I think when we start mimicking other people, I think that can become unhealthy because then we are mimicking them. They're successful. If I mimic them, I should be successful too. And we're not, we're, we're disappointed by the results. They have a thousand followers. I've done exactly. And even said the same words they've said. Yeah. I have three, you know, like, (laughs) like, but it's, it's, see, I just said like four times. Um, it's, now we're going to be hypercritical of each other. <laughs> um, it's, it's the, the ability to be confident. Obviously, there's growth, there's maturing, but the ability to be comfortable with not only who you are, but also who uh, or, or, or what God has specifically called you to do. So one of the greatest influences of my life um, was a pastor who was super gracious. Just like everything out of his mouth is like love and God is good, you know, and he would bug bug the crap out of me. And because uh, I was just very like black and white, hard-nosed, you know. Well, now in the last like four years of my life, I've been, hey guys, it's about love. You know? <laughs> so, so it's funny because I'm still me. I'm still very, uh, I've, people have told me I am an accustomed, an accustomed taste. What's mm-hmm. the right word? Yeah. custom. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, acquired taste. Acquired. I'm an acquired taste. And I always joke. Yeah. Like lutefisk. Like that is, it's a Norwegian fish. Looks like snot. Taste about like snot. It's nasty. Uh, Norwegians love it though. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but if I pretended to be someone else and act and talk like someone else, uh, I would always fall short and be disappointed in myself. But I, but recognizing, you know, what that pastor did is he he taught me how to be more gracious. But I'm still me. Yeah. You know. You know. So who are there people that as you're running this ministry, as you're, as you're you know, a wife and as you're a mom and are there any influences that have really encouraged you in your, in your ability to be, cause you, you're, you're like a type A, you're like, I, I can do 150 things all at once. I can nap <laughs> and maybe record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Like for a while, like I remember growing up too. And when I was in gymnastics and living that life. I remember like some people in my family would be like, don't you just want to be normal? And that, that word, like I stuck with me and I'm like, don't you, don't you want to be like every other kid that's just like going and playing after school? Like, why do you have to do? And I couldn't figure I don't know, but it mm-hmm. was just in me. And, and it's funny cause my mom just a couple weeks ago was like, you've always had to be doing so much. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, like, even if, like, my idea of a nothing day mm-hmm. is, like, let's clean out the garage. Like, that's nothing to me. And yeah. so that's just the way I am. And I totally forgot the question you just asked me. I'm, I'm on this. Like, oh, and it, like, any, any like, influence. Oh, influence. Like, yes. anyone, you're like, oh, man, these guys have been so encouraging toward 
or 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 listening to this or watching this was so encouraging because it helped me be okay with me or something i don't know be okay with how you process yeah just mean accepting who i am yeah, and just yeah um or even like helping you refine who you are does I, that make sense yeah i i think it's been journey my journey along the way okay and being at different like for when I started seminary, I didn't want, I didn't set out to go to seminary. In fact, I didn't, I wasn't raised going to church every Sunday, like working in the church. Um, I was actually raised Catholic. Okay. And I found out I have a nun, like a distant cousin that was a nun. Okay. Because everybody's like, where did you come from? Yeah. And, um, and so along the way, you know, friends were doing church life and things like that. And I went to church camp and, but I remember feeling like, mm, yeah, I'm, I can't go to seminary. Like what? You know, yeah. I was envisioning yeah. there's that expectation. And, and along the way I found that the people that were leading in certain areas, they came to understand my heart and they, they, you know, could yeah. see that I had a call to ministry and honoring that it just helped me to understand like, yeah, this really is going to happen. But along the way I have to be me and, and that's really the inspiration with weekday ministries is yeah. it's casual. Like a couple times I'll dress up, but for me, it's just even to dress to wherever it's meeting people where they are and saying, Hey, yeah. like God loves you the way you are. You don't have to, you know, wear your Sunday best to come to, I mean, there's so many preconceived notions about yeah. how things should be. And, feel like when we meet people where they are and they see like the real us they and so it's been pivotal moments like that I can pinpoint um how and really working with other denominations because we work with all denominations okay. and seeing the gifts of that but then recognizing I mean I've been able to like incorporate some of those gifts but you're sure. right you yeah. can't you can't behave in a way that maybe you admire in somebody else, because if it's not you, you can start to, you know, take on and, and be grateful for the yeah. gifts they have. But if, if it's not you, it's just, yeah. it's noticeable. I went through a phase where I, I had my teaching clothes cause I was watching this one guy who was a really good teacher. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, I had my teaching clothes, like that's all I would wear when I taught. And I, like my mannerisms would be exactly like his. Mm -hmm. I had the same glasses, same haircut. <laughs> it was, it was early on. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back and find that video to see? Nope. Or? Oh, okay. Nope. I do have it, but no. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, man, yeah, I was in my homiletics class, my speech in homiletics class. And, uh, ooh, it's strong. The the mimicry is strong in that one. Um, but it's it's interesting because I've had to, exactly that, I've had to learn how to take what I like, take what encourages me in, in a gift I have. Uh, I love teaching. I love learning how to teach better, be, be a better communicator, um, be engaging, but not mimicking. That to me is so hard. I feel like I can easily become a chameleon to whatever person I'm with yeah and I that for me I, I've always thought that was weird I've always thought okay I'm weird I'm just trying to pretend to be to fit in and I think I'm learning that 
it's not it, it can be that it can be mimicking i think that's how it operated how i operated for a long time but also i think part of that i'm learning is how i en- engage people is being able to not mimic but like being able to meet them <laughs> like be like oh no no i get that or or you know anyways yeah um what do you so with so you were d- talking about you started out with coffee shop like a coffee shop meeting a bible study in coffee mm-hmm. shop which you guys have shifted that is that what jesus loves joe is or was or that's your video series on youtube right yes yeah. and and so what's funny about that is talk about like expectations so when i was at the church i was at serving i kept feeling god nudging me like i've got to start this so i was mm-hmm. like oh i'll just okay new, you know mojo's was fairly new yeah. and i was like okay well we're gonna start this bible study at mojo's yeah and i'm not kidding like i remember um one of my colleagues driving by because we met outside at the picnic tables and i think there was four women on a good day Okay. Okay. Right? So yeah. I was like, oh, this looks promising. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, great. Especially I'd... coming from the 500 kids <laughs> expectation. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, mm, okay, well, God, I've done what you've asked. I've yeah. been obedient. Yeah. And I can see this can take like several years and I'm just going to yeah. take it slow and no big deal. And I remember my colleague driving by and he was quite a comedian and he would make comments. He rolled down his windows like, wow. Where's everybody? And I was like, ah, ha, ha, funny. <laughs> Thank you. As you cry to sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but that's why I say, and I need to be reminded of this too. My expectations are we all want like thousands, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But what happened there was with those four, God brought about, <laughs> um, in which I work with a couple of them still to this okay. day. And, you know, people have transitioned out of the ministry and gone on to other things. But that became, it wasn't so much of what we were offering or how many people were there. It was what developed in the people I was meeting with that God used to begin. Then we began to do out-of-the-box worship services once a month. Okay. And Where then would you do the, that at? different places you know it's like we don't we're always all over the place so we had at first we were like we're not bound by location yeah well of course you have to narrow that down eventually (laughs) (laughs) and so um we did it at the rv park okay um campgrounds we've done it and then we started developing this worship service and it was ecumenical to see like how can we get people to come and understand that you know so we would do my favorite this was one of them we did it campfire style. So we had s'mores and we served oh, food nice. and, and yeah. it was fun. Yeah. And worship and but one of those girls in the Bible study, her sister-in-law was a musician. And so she and so from that became came resources yeah. and then she would so you took the gifts that people that God had given them and and sometimes we overlooked them. So it was really funny one of the that helped us get to where we were. Mm-hmm. A couple of the girls, their gifts were being really creative. That's awesome. With, and that seems, but with like, so their job was to decorate. And I'm not even joking. And, and I know we have that in the church, but yeah. like the gift of hospitality or sure. yeah. things like that. But their job was to create, you know, parting gifts, party yeah. favors for people. Like, don't forget to take Jesus on your weekdays, all these things. And so I took the people I had working with and just, 
what are your gifts? What are, and just begin helping build them up into what God was calling them. And so from there we did the worship service and then the school district, there was some um, ladies that were connected in the school. They're like, Hey, I thought the need at the school at the time would been to feed children. Yeah. That's what I came for. And they were like, no, these kids are coming with like clothes that are soiled too Mm -hmm. big, too small. They're being made fun of. And around third through fifth grade is kind of when kids start to notice, hey, Tommy's not or so-and-so's not wearing this. And that's how the clothing ministry came to be. So it's it started so small. But I think if I'd had if I look back now, if I would have like casted my expectations and I would have just been like, oh, four people really and quit. But um but God had a plan and he used that. So we, yeah. so I'm here like, oh, just like preaching to myself. We can't just, we can't focus on our expectations. Do you want to take God's, notes for yourself? I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to go back and play this because God, um, yeah, because yeah. mine, we always think success is just, you know, you have to start off with thousands, but God developed right. it through those four. It's interesting to me um, looking at both psychology and then is it uh anthropology culture mm-hmm. i don't know um i can't pretend to know that one yeah, right. <laughs> uh how they say that we're our brains like our development and our influence is really only capable of truly reaching about 100 people and uh and it's interesting even you look at jesus ministry he had 12 mm-hmm. who he highly influenced and about 72 who he he influenced to a certain degree because he sent out 72. But that's it. I mean, yeah, he had about 5,000 people show up to an event. Mm-hmm. But like who day in, day out? And I think for myself, what I've had to, what has helped me kind of not be disappointed in myself is going back to that statistic and even going back to Jesus and saying, okay, even if I only reach 12 people, even if I only reach 72 people, am I okay? And looking at even how we're how we're developing, and, and you can see this in uh, like Instagram or Facebook influencers, mm-hmm. it messes you up. Yeah, it messes you up. It's not, and even like even like uh, churches, the the big um, you know big mega churches, multi site churches. Man, those pastors, I think are are. You know, they take, I I feel like, and I don't even blame them at all. I think it's just unhealthy expectation to be like, yeah, we should all be able to reach 100,000 people. Why not? I think, and that has helped me. Like, that's helped me recognize what is my capacity, what is my limitation, um, and kind of bringing bringing it down from the 500 to the 50 right like yeah. like that 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 ability to be like okay no this is and and it's i it's influencing people and having a voice in people's lives at a deep level not a not a very shallow level but a lot i don't know i would rather have the deep well in in hearing you say that so because uh, i was watching is it elevate mm-hmm. i get confused that's what elevation. the pastor elevation yeah, yeah. Stephen furtick yeah yeah okay yeah, I'm watching him and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. how did he get to that point? But if you think about it, like, <clears throat> it's when we talk about reaching, 
you know, so many people. Mm-hmm. It's never, I mean, it's the team. Yeah. It's the, the team they built that, yeah. I mean, because what I've noticed in weekday is that when we expand or when we grow or when we're bringing in more people, it's typically, it's not me. It's, you know, of course it's, but it's, it's the ministries that are growing and they're building and they're sustaining on their own. And I'm just kind of like, great job from the sidelines. And so I think that it's important to, for me, it's been about like equipping and, and helping build up people to go out and do because you know you were talking about Jesus and I, I think about when I think about having to limit the ministry and, and I know we have to somehow guide our focus on certain areas yeah, sure. and um yeah. <clears throat> but you know I mean he wasn't limited to where he went or he was like do you know what yeah, I mean he was. I mean a little bit but like I don't I don't know like I feel he like like disappear and pop up somewhere else <laughs> yeah, yeah. no but I mean like he wasn't like I'm only doing my ministry in this particular area you know like yeah, but I mean you think you think of his he had his entire ministry influence would be roughly like Burnett Marble Falls and Austin being Jerusalem no connection spiritually to that okay guys <laughs> but <laughs> Think about it. Like, that was his entire influence. And and at Jerusalem at the time being roughly the size of, like, I don't know, uh, not Austin for sure. But he definitely had, you know, the disciples and, and mm-hmm. those who helped carry out exactly this yeah. mission. Yeah. And so when you think about I guess it's that pressure we put on ourselves. Like, we have to carry that whole load. and Right. But I wonder, you know, sometimes or, you know, we're here to to lead and guide the ministry that God's called us to do, whatever yeah. ministry that looks like. But really, it's not just it's not just us. Like I, yeah. I even wonder with yeah. Cultivate, like you and Lacey, it's yeah. like that pressure of this has you know because I don't know about you, but for me, for there is a certain pressure that you mm-hmm. that we carry and we try not to. Like I try and do you have a scripture somewhat mm-hmm. memorized. Okay. Galatians one ten, yeah. Because it's been like for me, I'm a people pleaser, but yeah. I got to be careful, and I try to honor other people and their feelings. But sometimes that can become like I'm trying to please man, yeah. and not God. And yeah. so, um, I'm the opposite. You are. I could care less about what people think, which makes me really a horrible networker. <laughs> <laughs> and see, we talked about like my gift. Yeah. I like networking. Like right. I can do that, and right. I'll plug people right. in. Um, so see, because I'm an acquired taste. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I think that's, I think that's unique. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you make like what you and Lacey, like the uniqueness about y'all too. it, It helps make cultivate what it is. God's been really stretching me on this of of getting to meet new people. Um, I, I've always said I would rather be on stage in front of five thousand people than having a one-on-one conversation because like this is it's just unless I know you. Yeah. Uh, my first meetings with people, I just I I get so nervous and I do really dumb things. 
Like I, I remember pouring salt into my coffee one time and the person's like, Hey, I think that's salt. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I like salt in my coffee. That's just what I do. Like I, was, I, I just get like twitchy and nervous, but I'm completely comfortable on stage. And I, so I think it's like recognizing like being so able to. So do you still get like nervous? I thought, see, when we first met you, like yeah. Caleb and I were talking, like my husband, yeah. why am I saying like a hundred times? Okay. You got to stop counting. Okay. I gave up a long time ago. And I ago. still want to touch base because I've yeah. got our, I've got like what I wanted and there I said it again. Like, no, okay. I've got saying? a thought too. We okay. have to come back to it sure. about my limit, what I wanted to say with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes like when you, you were quiet when we first met you and I was yeah. like, I don't think he likes us. And my husband and I were debating and then we mm -hmm. got to know each other and do you think people maybe think like are you shy around people typically uh first so it's not because it's like we would try and talk to you and you yeah. just would walk off somewhere <laughs> like or not that sounds about right yeah and i'm like i think he doesn't like us no. like i don't know i so also i have a resting a, a specific a certain type of resting face that uh <laughs> does not invite people into into my area so that I think it's that I'm it's not that here's the thing I'm not shy and it's not that I'm like a like nervous meeting people like I get anxiety uh -huh. I just don't I just don't like it like it's it's I mean obviously like get it, it and I think it I think it comes from um okay so I think what for me at least it comes from is I've uh, for the longest time dealt with like inferiority feeling feeling not important and so whenever i engage a new person the opportunity is there for me not to know something and then i'm like I've, uh, well i'm not uh, i'm inferior i'm less than wherever they're at in their subject and so a lot of a lot of the confidence like a lot of me engaging people um being better at it is me dealing with my own identity issues like nope I know who I am in Christ all of that right and then also being willing to being willing to just meet people it's like we run a ministry we run a local like a ministry night and I've noticed I'm better if I'm in charge if if I'm the the in charge person of an event if I'm not the in charge person of an event of an event I don't put myself out there um, and so it depends on where I'm at. So like cultivate Sunday night, our ministry night. I'm like, Hey, Hey, nice meeting you. You know? Yeah. But even that I've had to learn how to do that's learned. That's not natural. And so like, I think we met at like mission conference. We've, we've met a couple times, but, um, I'm just, I'm just not engaging when it comes to like first meetings with people. I'm just not. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I think some of that is maybe more habit out of not doing it because I felt inferior. Now it's just habit, right? Like, okay, I got to I gotta learn how to do this. See, and little do you know, when I talk to other people and I'm mm -hmm. talking about this ministry and you and Lacey and how I'm like, you need to get to know him. Have you seen? He's so funny. Meet Lacey's him at so, least three times. <laughs> I know. And, and so that's like when I brought uh, yeah. Jason over that oh, one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love getting to know people. So yeah. then when I can, yeah. you can you know, connect them to right. other people and say, listen. And Lacey's fantastic. Lacey loves meeting new people. Lacey, yeah. like her dream is to sit 
uh, on an airplane and just learn about the other person. Like that's her dream upon dream. We sat next to a virologist who was studying AIDS, and like and had the oldest long uh, living, uh, oldest living HIV patient. Ended up getting hit by a bus, but he was really bummed because his study went down the tube. Anyways. <laughs> loved it like she learned like but my like when i get onto a plane so i have these huge headphones yeah i put them on i'm not listening to anything i put them on to signal to those around me don't talk to me <laughs> well i mean but i do that too sometimes like because there are times you just want to be left alone like. yeah you it's like maybe once in a year me i'm like oh today sounds good <laughs> so if i see you with your headphones on i'm not gonna be like Oh, well, I don't no. walk around. Like, I don't walk around no more. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> or you're, like, in here, or you start, like, looking really busy, like, you're working on something, but really you're not. Like, um, you know? I, I, I'm about to set up for this. No, just, no, no, like, <laughs> no, like, what I'll do, what I'll do is. Uh, you I, know I you're, like, sharing all your, like, secrets and oh, traits, yeah. and so people. Oh, gonna, yeah. Yeah. No, I've told people, I'm like, listen, you got to push through the first couple meetings with me. Please push through the first couple. Like. Yeah. I'm I'm better, trust me. <laughs> but it's uh no, it's that. It's it's that uh I will I will if I'm talking with someone and I very quickly either oh, guys, this is going to sound horrible. Either either I get bored or I hit a point where I'm like oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'll find something else to do. Uh, but I'll be like, "Oh, hey, I'm so sorry. I got to go to the bathroom." Now everyone who's like talking to me and I'll be like, no, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's all my secrets. <laughs> oh, you're going to probably like have to edit this podcast. No, um, people get everything they pay for, but it's just who you are. And that's what, that's yeah. like, it makes me laugh. Like I'll think of that. Like, well, and it's not like you and I can have a great conversation. Like yeah. we, like the other day we, have yeah, you found like, out quit have, talking yeah no we have a mutual well yeah because i wanted to talk to you on the yeah. podcast we found out that we had a mutual uh hobby yeah arts and crafts hobby yep um yeah i mean <laughs> i'm um uh, i'll just say this because uh, i've already told this my side of the story mm -hmm. and i'll let the imaginations wander for your <laughs> side of the story but I've built my own gladiator and Roman soldier costume. Not costume. <laughs> uniform. So. <clears throat> I don't know what you're supposed to you make me joke on my <laughs> So, I'll let everyone else who's listening to this assume <laughs> Donna's hobby. <laughs> no. I just, I do. I love the medieval times. Thank you. Okay. Yes. I, do. I don't have a gladiator costume that I made, but no. But what did you? But I, I do. I mean, I, we, yeah. What I would do you love, have? Yeah, Halloween. Just dressing up, like yeah. You said you would wear your costume all the time. I would wear it all the time if it wasn't culturally, uh, <laughs> if it was culturally normative to dress up. Honestly, like I feel like going to to uh, Comic Con would be a dream upon a dream for me because you could dress up in everyone else's. But yeah. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Be the only reason is I can wake up, put on my Roman soldier uniform, and be normal all day. <laughs> That's why. But people are starting to move away from that, and even some of the churches, it's like not oh, me. No, 
not me. I know. Like, I love the fact that we got, like, I was dressed up as Maleficent. I know that's not medieval or whatever. Well, maybe it is. No? I don't care. It's fantastic. I Those of you listening, if you like dressing up, reply I do, to this but podcast. It's, I know. And it's starting to be not. Yeah. It's not as acceptable. I don't know. I don't care. You got to be you. <laughs> I don't care. Be who God created you to be. <laughs> so if you see you walking around in a Roman soldier yeah, exactly. costume. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. You know, speak, okay. You're, well, okay. So you're talking about like conforming to people and rubbing right, off. Right. There is a sense and you're not alone in that because like today I almost wore gray and I was like, no, mm. Nathan. I've learned, y'all have talked about yeah. that you have like your signature dress code. But well, it's not a dress code. It's I know, just so I'm I don't kidding. have to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I actually know of somebody, a church, former church yeah. member. He he had this same, I didn't notice until someone told me. He does. He has this, he has like 12 of the same color button downs. Mm-hmm. And he, he wears the same thing all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like I didn't know, I didn't dawn on me. And now yeah. I'm like, oh. But anyways, I, I do find myself when you surround yourself with people like I start, you start maybe acting a little bit more. It's just true. Yeah. It's not well, a bad thing. Rub, no, you just rub off on other people. It, it, that's why you have like a friend group and you have these inside jokes or whatever it is. Like you start yeah. meshing. Right. Um, okay. So you're going to okay. get back to Jesus. A Jesus thing. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> spiritual and important. <laughs> so when I was talking about limitations, I was talking mm, like. Yeah geographically i was meaning that jesus would set out to do you know something or then someone would be like oh this person has fell ill and yeah and so i think that when we it's important to have a focus on what we're but don't limit ourselves to stay to where we can't hear god speak or Mm -hmm. something else happen sure that we could potentially miss because sometimes you can get so laser focused no this is just what i'm doing and yeah you're not open to other possibilities yeah so i kind of that's where i was going with that instead of the whole yeah like i mean geographically and right well and it's 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 the idea man it's it's this tension you're absolutely right it's like making sure you are flexible enough to Mm -hmm. do what god wants to do but also build a team around you of, of people who are experts in these things. You know, I, I was actually just reading uh, the other day about uh, Peter and John, I think, who were preaching. And they're like, hey, we have this donation thing that's not working out. You guys need to help out. And they're like, we're not going to help out. But what we will do is let's appoint a few people to help that out. Like they were very confident in like, no, this is what our mission is. And I think there's that tension of being confident in what God's called you to do, but also being flexible to, hey, if God wants to move in this way. Um, I think it was Mark Driscoll I got this from, that our time or our energy is like, uh, or our focus is like a spokes on a wheel. Um, I think you grew, or will you went to seminary? So you yeah, probably understand that. that. Mean I know. But no, I was gonna say, have you heard like like the importance of like God first, then family, then ministry, or God, spouse, kids, ministry, yeah. whatever, job, career. Um, and I've I've seen it where ministry takes precedence over family because it, well that I'm working for God, right? Mm-hmm. And so it could be well. I think Mark Driscoll 
had a fantastic model where he says it's like a, a hub on a on a wheel where if you put the Holy Spirit in the center, like that's your focus, and you have your job off to one side, you have your kids off to one side, you have your wife, you know, as a as a or your spouse as a, a what do you call it, a spoke, you know. Mm-hmm um hobbies whatever it is that in that if you're constantly seeking the holy spirit then whatever's priority that day or that moment he'll highlight it right so there's responsibilities that we have uh stuff that you know we tell people we're going to do all that right we have obligations responsibilities but i found that incredibly helpful for when i have some like yesterday my wife's been in bed for the last weekend with a migraine yesterday out. I had things I had to do. <laughs> but very early on in the morning, the Holy Spirit is like, no, your family is priority today. Yeah. And I don't know, that that has helped me look at things that I would perceive as a failure or a disappointment in my life and say, no, the Holy Spirit's highlighting something else. Kind of going back to the flexibility, right? I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing cultivate, meeting with people, helping people work through, better hear the voice of God and, and live empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like, that's what I'm doing. Today, I'm making my wife a horrible baked potato because I don't know how to cook. That's my priority right now. <laughs> I don't cook that well either. I do crock pot, so. I was, I was to make her noodles with broth and water. She couldn't eat it. She goes, you made it wrong. I'm like, I literally made broth noodles in water. Like, that's what you said. My husband's a better cook. I, I'm telling you, yeah, I burn a pizza pocket. I, I just, there's gifts we have. And yeah, um, yeah. But yeah I, I think that like today, the reason mm-hmm. I didn't fix my hair for this podcast, I was going to, but something came up with one of my children yeah. and after I got done, I was in a mad dash, and I'm like, you know, man, time management. I'm gonna yeah, just yeah. kill it today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's I know. Be great. <laughs> and I told you, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm like yeah. the biggest hypocrite. Here I am, with be late. But no, I, you're human. Like that's the thing. Like I could be the best speaker. Yeah. Right. Like man, that was fantastic. And then I say like 37 times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like I know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> right? But I re- evaluated that and I thought it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth because that's, he's my priority. Yeah. And it definitely. was worth, so you do, you have to, in essence, I don't know if I, I would probably do a, you know, teaching lessons, but really time management when you're successful is that you need to be aware that what you're managing yeah. is your priority and what God's so, calling you yeah. to do. And that's where the key is because I can do a lot of things, but they can be a lot of things if they're not God things and what he wants us to do. And that's where I feel I can be successful with my relationship with Christ and my family and is just knowing and being attentive to your schedule because it's so easy to be squirrel, squirrel. And before you know it, the things that were supposed to be your priority become last on your list. And you'll start to realize that, you're making time, but for the wrong things. That's good. Um, okay, so I have two questions to wrap up with. Okay. First question is, what's your favorite way to waste time? <sighs> I'd say get 
it has to be like I'm, you know, a multitasker. So yeah. if I'm going to watch TV, I'm doing something at the same okay. time. Okay. It has to be like a great series okay. on TV. Okay. Yeah. And it's not very often I do that. But if I do, I'm yeah. like there for like eight hours. Like, What's like, like been the most like the, the show that you're like, I couldn't put it down. <laughs> okay. You're gonna laugh. I like the blacklist, but I've watched all the episodes now. That is like, I like feel like I was a part of it. I was like, yes. Oh. Yeah. I love James Spader. That was, I was almost, I was like, okay, that's unhealthy. Like, I was yeah. almost sad that the show's not, like, I sure. really was sad, I'm yeah. going to be honest. I was like, what do I do now? Oh, no. Yeah, To escape, sure. like, yeah. when I want to just sit down and, yeah. One of my favorite uh, shows, series, and thankfully there's, oh, goodness, this sound, <laughs> what I just said is going to be very inappropriate now. Is, is Forensic Files. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say is, thankfully, crime is always happening because there's always new episodes of Forensic Files. <laughs> Anyways. I get I get go. what you mean. Thank and you. Yeah. The whole, yeah, medieval <laughs> crime stuff that, yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay, last question is, where can people find you, like, get information on Weekday Ministries? All over the place. No, I'm just joking. Um, just go everywhere. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see everything. <laughs> it's, um, so, www. You Why don't do have I to, have to say that? You don't have to Why do that. Why did I do that? Anymore. Okay. Yeah. HTTP. Is that how you say it now? Forward slash, forward slash, colon, www. <laughs> dot. <laughs> Weekdayministries.com. But we spell it with an A. Week. Because we're weak without Christ. Right. And, yeah. So it's W-E-A-K. Right. Weekdays. And Facebook. We're on Facebook quite a bit. Okay. And that's um, just posting daily things and yep. email and all that it, great stuff. And uh, Jesus Loves Joe, which is your, is it daily or weekly Bible study? <sighs> it's a weekly devotional yep. where we bring yep. multiple church leaders or youth and give a devotional every week, but we're cool. tying it into the local coffee shop. So oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, there's opportunities to we bless you with free coffee with the keyword. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's <clears throat> now that's coming back in. That's what you used to do. And then with COVID, you you did it within the church, but then now you're going back out into the, the local Yeah, community. so we're working on some new not series, but yeah. maybe Jesus yeah. in the home. Jesus in, cool. and then finding people that thrive in that. Yeah. And then giving that's that awesome. devotional each week. Yeah. That so. would be great. That'll be neat. Okay, cool. Weekdayministries.com? <laughs> www. <laughs> no, is it, it's weekdayministries.com. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, with Donna, Pastor Donna Shaw. Do you still go by Pastor? I don't know. I, I like her a lot of titles, so just Donna. Yeah, but. And, and I don't mean that. I just said that and it sounded very conceited. I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many titles. <laughs> Guys, Donna does so many things. And I she is. It's director, <laughs> pastor, reverend. Yeah, Donna. I yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Our next time, if you have me back on, will be on you know humility or being humble. <laughs> the, you know what's awesome though is I'm one of the most humble people that I've met, and so I, we we could have a good conversation about that. Yeah, I don't like to. I, I don't know. So just call me whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, you didn't, you didn't get my joke. 
Oh. I said I'm one of the most humble people I've met. <laughs> well, I was actually going to follow it up and be like, but you need to meet me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So, yeah. One, one person, uh, one thing I heard one time is one of the, my biggest influencer, like the person who's influenced me the most, mm-hmm. is the person who looks back at me in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow, I'm going to choke. So You're make, I've choked twice now. My, and Thank I'm you still... so much for coming on our podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, and, um, and we'll definitely yeah. have you back. Okay. Yeah, no, I promise. <laughs> and, I, and I promise to have everything working <laughs> by the time you show up. I, that is a commitment I'm making to you. <laughs> yeah, I promise to have you back. And then, oh, yeah. Goodness. And, then be, and then be like, oh, I'm sorry. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, have my head, I have my headphones on. What? <laughs> Yeah, when am I coming back? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, Anyways, all right. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, guys. Me. Yep. All right. Goodbye. Bye.